0: Hey friends, welcome to the show. This is Think Piecing. I'm your host, Grace Hancock. Uh, Episode three. Holy shit. Hey, this Saturday afternoon, June 20th, is uh, the summer solstice. Um, It's the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. It's a time of abundance. You can celebrate by feasting, dancing, and in particularly sharing treats with the animals in your life as a sign of gratitude to Mother Earth. So give your being a treat. If you participate in spell work, spells for success and abundance are best done on the summer solstice. Fun facts coming from me. Also, it's not the same holiday, but I feel like there's like a mid-somar joke in here somewhere. Uh, still unpacking that film. Everyone was like, no, Grace, it's like super witchy and cool. Like, you will love it. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I watched it and I was like... <laughs> So uh, thanks for that, everyone who recommended that beautiful film. Uh, can't unsee what I saw. So that happened. How's everyone doing? Good. Oh, I just got, I just got a little growl from Ratsy. Once again, we have uh, our two uh, uh, bean mascots, Ratsy and Baxie, here with us. Baxter is licking his paws aggressively. Baxter, stepped that! No, no. Thank you. We don't need any licking ASMR. Hey, so, oh, you know what that is? That's also ratsy snoring. Oh, God, I hope you can hear that because that's gorgeous. Um, so you can no longer be fired for being LGBTQ+. Oh, so glad we're literally doing one very obvious, just bare minimum, very delayed thing. Correct. Yoy. Saying that you that you shouldn't be fired for your sexual preferences and for your sexual identity is like saying, puppies are cute. Like, fucking dumb, man. The fuck you've been smoking. Like, thanks? I mean, thanks. But also, it's 2020. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Oh my god, I hope you guys are hearing the little sounds. Ratsy, we have to be a quiet napper. Mommy's working. Also, I just want everybody to know how good I'm doing today because I had a protein shake with a side of potato chips for breakfast. Um, and I've also downloaded TikTok. So this is, I am I believe, I mean, I can only deduce scientifically that this is the midlife crisis that you have after you've already started a podcast. Because if you've already hit that, all you have left is uh, potato chip breakfasts and TikTok. And I never thought that I, like I I really am starting to feel old. I've always like kind of been around people who tended to be older than me. So I've always been like, no, I'm just as old as you. And that's exactly how I said it. But now I'm like, oh, now that's me. And all the kids are like, you don't even know how to use TikTok. Watch me shuffle. And I'm like, huh? How do I like for part two? I still don't know. I Googled it. Imagine the shame I'm carrying with me. I still don't fucking know. They're like, I was digging up shit in a backyard and it was haunted and there was a ghost and then we found an X on the thing and, and then it cuts out and they're like, like for part two. And I'm like, where the fuck is part two? I, I've liked it. I think help a girl out. (laughs) Somebody send me a TikTok tutorial, but don't like send me one that exists, like create one for me for like the dumbest, dumbest millennial. Like I can't figure it out. I've tried and then I've accidentally I got some weird like like pro Trump weird bag like pop and I was like oh no so then I had to figure out how to like block somebody so I've already like had to block people I mean it's not like she was following me because I just watch I'm not even like participating I'm just a stalker I don't know what I'm doing is what I'm saying everything is going well TikTok tock and treats do 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 so today we're going to be talking about One of my favorite things. And that is our fascination, our obsession with true crime and dark tourism. Ooh, goodness. So I wanted this episode sort of out here as a starting point because we're going to be discussing specific disgusting. Oh, Lord. Ooh, you know what? I actually just remember too that we have another corrections corner. (laughs) I think it was last week. I had like a drunken slur when I was completely sober i just can't figure out what's wrong with my tongue and i think i said roger weight smith deck for my tarot deck that's not what it is it's the rider weight smith deck and i think i just was like my roger weight smith deck and then like later i was like did i say roger i think i did but i just plowed on through so uh sorry about that it's not <laughs> no roger here um but what I was saying is that I wanted to have this episode here as, as sort of like a foundational uh, episode maybe to potentially go back to just because we are going to be discussing specific cases in future episodes. So I kind of wanted this here as like the foundation of it because first we're going to be talking about why. Why are we so obsessed with this? Um, and I'm going to share some some thoughts I have on this here on my show. Think piecing, where we do a lot of thinking. <laughs> Oof. All right. I'm going to have a little... More coffee before I do this next time. Um, So first of all, we're obviously fascinated by all the different colors of humans. I think the psychology and specifically taboo subjects really, really fascinate us. Like right now, the whole all the rage is that show or that film 365 days on Netflix. I've heard it's pretty wild. Haven't watched it yet. Definitely will. Um, We like that. We like that kind of shit. I think we also enjoy the puzzle aspect of it. It's, you know, it's a good old whodunit, you know a donut it's the suspense feels exciting and we like trying to piece it together and pretend that we're you know armchair detectives. I think also it can give us a renewed sense of gratitude for time and for our loved ones when you when it's put into perspective that all that can be taken away and it's really devastating and tragic. so it's always kind of like that like oh like give me a hug, you big old oaf like, I totally get that when I watch stuff and it's kind of that Romeo and Juliet syndrome of like the, the tragedy of time lost and you're just like, (laughs) so that's definitely a part of it as well. And for me, I'm, I don't really know why this is about me, but I'm an insane adrenaline junkie and I didn't really, it like took me a long time to unpack this about myself, but I think that people, we like the physical feeling of being scared. I think this is why we like rides and I think this is why we like scary films it activate, it literally activates our sympathetic nervous system. And for whatever reason, we're like, yeah, yeah, give me that epinephrine. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because I'm totally like that. Like it, it took me a long time to figure out why I was seeking out certain experiences and certain behaviors subconsciously. And it was because of this like weird adrenaline addiction. So I think that that's absolutely part of it because we watching we're like, oh, no, <gasps> what? No, don't do it. You know, it's kind of that kind of thing. And I also think, especially as a woman, it can really help us deal with our anxiety over our own safety, because being a woman literally kind of feels like playing rock, paper, scissors with death just every time we leave the house. And being a trans woman or a woman of color exacerbates those fears exponentially. I am neither of those things, so I can't speak to it directly, but I think the statistics speak for themselves. They're not good. I have a quote here from a very distinguished woman, Marissa Harrison. She's got a PhD. She's an associate professor of psychology at Penn State Harrisburg. She said, I believe we've evolved to pay pay immediate and close attention to that which can harm us. Curiosity motivates us from a survival drive. When we learn about and understand lethal phenomenon, we can hopefully, phenomena, oh God, lethal phenomena, we can hopefully avoid it. Which I totally agree with. I have learned so much from watching and listening to true crime. Like a whole lot. I'm so much smarter and so much safe to say. Oh, Lord. It's too early in the episode, you guys, but I am going to take a sip of water. I'm a lot smarter and safer because of it is what I was attempting to say there. Um, Cause I really, I really genuinely used to be such a fucking moron when you look back on stuff and you're just like, Oh no, like it's bad. So I'm grateful for that aspect for me. And I think this is probably where my shit comes from. The most is that we are just so driven crazy by the unsolved and the controversial cases. Like we just cannot stop debating it, thinking about it, unpacking it, like looking at it from different perspectives, like the Zodiac killer, the staircase. I still don't know what I think about the staircase. It literally keeps me up at night. The jinx. Amanda Knox, the Menendez brothers, Lizzie Borden, who was acquitted, and I think her house is actually now a bed and breakfast. I'd stay there. And by the way, I want to hear everybody's opinions on all these cases, because it just drives me crazy. Like I literally, like if I had a time machine, I would go to these. Like the future, eh? We we've got like three years left. I don't want to see that. But I want I want closure. I want to know it drives me crazy I think it's also we love clutching our pearls at the really salacious ones and I think this is such an American thing we love to be like no but then we don't look away it's like a car crash we're like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god as we're staring trying to look at what's happening it's like 50 shades like all the Karens made that book what it was which a was dog shit but you know that they were like that is bananas and then they're like taking like four hours hours alone <laughs> But we do. We, we're the, the salacious. De- we're like, oh my! God. Like the Black Dahlia. The, the 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 details of that case are so disturbing, and they haunt us. And again, that's you know supposedly unsolved, but I think we all know. My murderinos are like, mm, mm, mm. George Hodel. If you're not caught up, did it? Faux show. Sure. But also the Manson murders. This also brings in the cult shit, which is a whole other aspect and, and facet of true crime that's just fascinating, especially when you're coming at it from human behavior, because cults you're just like, huh? But then I have a background in like conservative Christianity, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was one too. I see how it happens. And the Manson murders, especially with the Cielo Drive murders in 1969, because if celebrities are involved, oh shit. The, fa- the, the fascination just increases a billion, billion-fold. And for me, what really gets me here is like, this is when I can go down these insane rabbit holes because connecting the dots and following the history, especially in Hollywood is so because like the Cielo Drive house was also lived in by Cary Grant, Henry Fonda, Candace Burge. Is it Burgen? Bergen? Ah, fuck. But she lived there. I didn't know that. I hung out with her at a party once. I would have enjoyed that party more had I known she lived there. And then later, like I was talking about last week, Trent Reznor lived there. So the connections and the items and who and the where and like the weird timelines, that stuff is like, I don't know, it just gets me. It just really hooks me. Like, again, when I went to the Haunted Museum, Sharon Tate's wedding dress is there and the the dress was in the home during the murders. So it's like this dress was in that environment, like that kind of stuff. And I was like, I remember looking at it and being like, holy shit. And also being like, how the fuck did you get this? I also recently found out that when the Yellow Drive house was demolished, the original house after Trent and Reznor moved out was demolished and a new big house was built on top of it. And the guy who who did that was the creator of Full House. Like the creator of Full House is a Jeff Franklin? I forget. Would have happened. I won't do it. <laughs> I hate myself. But he built a big mansion there and I don't know if he lives there but he built it. That's bananas. Who knew that like five-year-old Grace watching Full House growing up like later? Like, I don't know. Like that stuff just drives me crazy. What would Danny Tanner have to say? Also, fun fact. Again, that's ratsy snoring. Uh, Bob Saget was the very first celebrity I saw when I first moved to LA. 800 years ago. I turned around and I was like, why am I looking directly into a man's crotch? And I was like, oh, because you're 27 feet tall. He's behind me in line at Whole Foods. And I was like, (coughs) Danny Tanner nice Hollywood is small and has a lot of weird shit and I like connecting those dots OJ Simpson Marilyn Monroe, Natalie Wood Robert Blake Ugh, I hated the new Natalie Wood HBO doc by the way that was just so mm. it was like so one-sided it, it was like the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen I was like legitimately surprised that HBO picked it up, to be honest. But when celebrity culture is mixed with true crime, it's like the mothership of just treats. And I'm including myself in that observation. There's no judgment here. Like, oh my God. And then if you add like some paranormal shit in there, whoo. Ha! My heart. Whew, my, my head all explode. But as an upside to the attention that these cases receive. It's not just about morbid curiosity because it can lead to a lot of really important conversations like, hello, Lorena Bobbitt, having almost no domestic violence resources. They were like, here's a pamphlet, and the next time a cop is next to you and he punches you in the face, we'll do something. Thanks for fucking nothing, kids. And her entire trial, trial was televised. There's a lot of backstory there. But... The year after her case, the Violence Against Women Act was finally passed and signed into law. That had been in the making for a long time. And finally, shit sometimes pushes things over the edge. Not unlike what we're dealing with now, which is a shitty way to get things done, but at least it does get things done sometimes. The DOJ said that the rate of intimate partner violence from 1993, when that happened, when Lorena Bobbitt's case happened, to until 2010 dropped 64%. All right. Like, that, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's an improvement. High-profile cases can also shed light on our blind spots. It can lead to new laws and legislation, you know, like the Violence Against Women Act. But it can also lead to public safety resources like the Amber Alert, sex offender registries. I recently checked out my neighborhood. What a mindfuck. It can also lead to amazing advocacy groups like the Innocence Project, who have stepped in to hold our justice system accountable. And I don't know if you've noticed, it's not a great system. So I'm glad they're there. And cold case reviews can keep cases in the public eye, keep the conversation going, and it can sometimes eventually lead to them being solved. Hello, Golden State Killer. Really excited for that, HBO doc. It can also lead to armchair detectives like legitimately solving shit, like a la Don't Fuck With Cats, which is uh, the Netflix doc, which... I mean, Matt, like, I mean, all of these massive trigger warning, but that one specifically, I fast forwarded through quite a bit just because there's uh, animal cruelty and abuse and murder. Um, I'm not super sure that they showed it, but I wasn't going to risk it. So I think I might've missed a, a, a bit of that, but armchair detectives literally helped solve that case. Like, like they solved the case. All right. It's also forced us to confront our victim-blaming POV, something that has a million billion miles to go, but at least it's a conversation that we're having. It's also forced us to confront our despicable mental health resources in this country. They're bad. And very, I mean, I can't stress the importance of this, But these high-profile cases have forced us to address our deep-set prejudices and the communities who are hurt most by them. Indigenous women, people of color, the homeless population, sex workers, LGBTQ+, hello. Criminologist David Wilson said, Serial killers in our country overwhelmingly attack five groups of people, and women dominate four of those groups. The only group of men that get regularly attacked are gay men. We need to focus on misogyny, homophobia of both sexes, women over the age of 60, and sex workers. We need to identify and expose what makes them vulnerable for those who lack visibility, who lack a voice, and who seem to have no agency in our culture. Whew. Timely. No? Food for thought. It's also worth mentioning that this isn't a new obsession. The history behind this kind of true crime culture, you have to start with Ripperology, who, if you don't know, it's Jack the Ripper, who named himself that, by the way. Um, And he was so influential that he got his own ology named after him. What a treat. Uh, So Ripperologists, that's a real thing. So Jack the Ripper, he was all the rage in 1888 in the East End of London And the reason why his case is sort of like a landmark case is because he was the first serial killer whose case went worldwide because of press coverage. Because there was a tax reform in the 1850s and it made newspapers super fucking cheap. So they were way more accessible and they had a much wider circulation. And uh, the integrity of journalism at the time was not at its peak. So there was a ton of false information and like super hyper sensationalized content that was getting printed because the cops weren't cooperating with publications to provide any real info. So they were just kind of making it up. And and if they didn't like somebody, they'd be like, well, I think that it was Jack at 409 South Smith Street. And Jack would be like, hey man, what are you doing? And then it would be printed and then Jack would get, you know, shunned among other things. And there was a lot of, like shitty stuff that came with that like a lot of like anti-semitic stuff so it was essentially a tabloid and people just ate it the fuck up it was also never solved to this day and we hate that i hate that i wonder if this should be like a future episode like what is our hard-on for closure because like i get it but i would love to know like what the psychology is behind that because it literally makes me crazy and even before that Ever since the European movable type was invented in 1450 by Gutenberg, although the Chinese had been doing it for centuries prior to that, it's very important to note, but when his came to Europe, true crime ever since then has been super hot content because they would distribute these things called murder pamphlets that were sold and they literally had like the evidence, they would have trial transcripts and like expert witnesses, surgeons would come in and be like, Well, the liver. And like they were they were just straight up dateline pamphlets. And they could be anywhere from eight to two hundred pages. And they would sell them. And people were like, Ooh, they would sell like hotcakes. The fuck is a hot cake? Did they really sell that well? I have questions. But I have one. Also, I apologize for, like, the aggressive bird fucking that's happening outside. My God. It's like a zoo and then rats snoring like an old man. I had to move her bed. I I paused it and I moved her over and you can still hear her, but she's just so cute. Anyway, I have one of these murder pamphlets I'm going to post on the show's Instagram because it caught my eye because it's about Mary Blandy, which, uh, ironically enough, I just watched... Uh, an episode of Paranormal Lockdown UK with uh, with uh, Katrina, what's her name, and uh, that other dude who left the Ghost Adventures crew. I don't know why I I like know the history of this like bl- like so I don't know why I can't think of his name. Oh Nick, so it's like Nick and Katrina. It was an okay episode. There's one cool like thing where like the curtain moves, but I love theater shit, obviously. But they think that Mary Blandy haunts that theater. And I have her murder pamphlet. I'll post it because it's so fascinating. So the point is, is that you know this isn't new. Like it's not that people who are like, oh, you know the the uh, true crime is all the rage. This has kind of always been our thing. Like it's a, there's a huge level of morbid curiosity, and and humans are are, are weird. I read in the New York Times that twenty thousand people showed up to the last like state sanctioned public execution uh, or public hanging. That was in the U.S. in Kentucky. (laughs) Oh, Kentucky. In 1936, 20,000 people showed up to watch some guy die. Hey, that's gross. So the thing is, in closing, is that this isn't something new, and I sadly don't think it's going anywhere because true crime is not going anywhere. Obviously, best case scenario, we wouldn't have crimes to talk about. But... I wanted to sort of unpack this today because we're going to be talking about true crime on this show, and I never wanted to feel insensitive or exploitative. I certainly don't want anybody to be romanticized or rewarded for violent crime. Most of the things that I watch make me extremely angry, and there's a lot of worthy causes to get angry about, and I think sometimes it's good to be angry about things because it can spur action. Whew, thinking about the Lorraine and Bobbitt documentary on Amazon, Uh, Jordan Peele did it, it's four parts. It's good, it'll make you mad. But also karma is just delicious (laughs) and watch it. Also it's important to examine our appetites and just be curious about them. And that applies to sort of all facets of life. Like for me in particular with this, it's really a study of the human condition which is what drives me as an actor. I imagine it drives a lot of actors. And I'm just really, I'm obsessed with understanding human behavior. Like if John and Patsy Ramsey went from high society, nuclear family extraordinaire to accessories after the fact, I want to fucking hear about that. (laughs) And I think also it's okay to have dark taste. I have really dark taste in a lot of arenas and it doesn't mean that I'm violent. It doesn't mean that I'm depressed and it doesn't mean that I'm condoning, condoning the perpetrator's actions, which I think is a very important distinction to make. So those are my thoughts. What are yours? Also, a lot of this is going to apply to next week's episode, which we'll talk about in a minute, but we really, I literally can't with this because there's something else that's very important that we need to talk about. And no, it's not me murdering this fucking crow. They're the worst. No, it's even more important than that. We're going to talk about ski lifts for a minute here because I have so many questions about this. Oh, ma'am, would you like us to strap a couple two by fours to both of your legs? But don't worry, we'll set you on top of, of some ice and then fly you 40 feet over the ice in the air. Oh, don't worry, you'll have absolutely nothing strapping you in. Oh, no, 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 if you slip, you can always just grab onto something. With your oven mitt hands and your snow gloves, you'll be fine. A frozen aluminum bench hurtling through the air? Of course. That is insane. But gentlemen, how will we return the tourists to the top of the mountain? Perhaps a taxi? Uh, but how about some flying benches while they have bricks attached to their feet? It's old. Who approved of that? Also, I don't know what those voices are. Like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride has a fucking lap bar. You can't give me a lap bar, like a a a shoelace to tie around my waist. Nothing. People have died. Why? I used to go skiing like every year when I was younger. I haven't gone in a long time, but now I'm like, I've learned things. Uh, no, sir, I will not be flying on your snow bench in the sky. How dare you? I value human life. Am I the only one who thinks this is like bananas bat shit? There's There's straps and grocery carts for kids. Kids to sit in the little kid spot. Grocery cards aren't flying through the sky 40 feet above a snowy mountain. I have questions. But we also have a delightful listener voicemail from Tamor, friend of the show. And I'm going to play it for you now. Hey, Grace, this is Tamor, your fellow bond person from New York. Hope you're doing well. So one of the things I started implementing from this COVID-19 experience, it's something that I realized I should have been doing, which is the sanitization of packages and incoming mail. Now I was in charge of ordering Ken's gifts on behalf of everyone who contributed from his community. And I made sure to sanitize each and every item we were sending out to him. So I hope everyone who's listening takes the time out to wear some disposable gloves Sort through their mail, sanitize what they need to, and be protected from cross-contamination. Much love to you all, and stay safe out there. I just can't with you, Timur. You're just the most delightful person. I can't. Um, bless you, you wonderful man. Uh, this This voicemail was music to my ears. Thank you for all of your generosity and support and cleanliness. And I have personally always found mail to be really disgusting and i can't even tell you how happy how happy i am hearing that i'm no longer weird i mean i'm no longer i I mean i'm for sure i'm weird but i just i'm i'm thrilled that i can always trust some mail from you you know what i mean so thank you for calling in and thank you to everybody who organized all that stuff for ken that was extremely sweet and moving i was just like it was very very nice so, you guys, feel free to leave me a voicemail, shoot me an email, and it can be about, you know, whatever the fuck, life advice. It could be about old episodes, new episodes, future episodes. You get it. Now we're going to move on to a little section called picks of the day um, or picks of the week or pick of the week. We're not sure. And the first one is <laughs> vegan pot pies by Alpha Foods. I'm going to link all these in the show description below. Again, if for whatever out of reason, whatever device or, or not, I guess not device. Well, I guess device. Um, if whatever device and or app you're listening to this on now, my God, words are just a very difficult thing. However, you're listening to this, if for whatever reason, the link in the show description does not work, try a, a different one because I know that some of them like Spotify, I don't think like hyperlinks them, but Apple podcasts does. But anyway, Alpha Foods is a vegan plant based brand. As you guys know, I'm very passionate about this. I'm not 100% vegan, I'm getting there. I think it's important to be patient with yourself. Um, but I'm a, a very strict vegetarian for ethical reasons. And they have these pot pies 100% vegan, and they have a buffalo pot pie that I shit you not will change your life. For the better. You may never eat another treat because I would be fine if I never had to eat another treat. Also, I don't really know what buffalo sauce is, but that shit is like meth. Like I literally, you could put buffalo sauce on anything and I'd be like, like that, that's my jam. And so they're like these little pot pies and they're totally vegan and they have like little like, you know, vegan chicken kind of stuff in it. So, and they're very filling. And very tasty alpha foods. So I'm gonna link it because they're fucking great. Um, I think we get them from. You can get them at like Sprouts or Whole Foods, but I imagine they're probably at like Ralphs and stuff too. But I'm gonna uh, attach the link if you're if you're really that amped to check it out. And you can check and see where it's available because they have a tab called grocery stores, which I assume lists the grocery stores that you can get it in. Um, also, I have to f- I have to thank my. Um, one of my best friends, Raina, that I've mentioned before, she brought to my attention that the National Theater in uh, in London has a YouTube channel, and every week for one week, they upload the professional, super legitimate recording of their productions. Like, great shit with, like, celebrities. It's, like, very well produced. It's, like, the best front row house seat you could possibly imagine. And I... Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, they had, like, Frankenstein with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. They had Streetcar with Gillian Anderson. They had, is oh, it like a queerliness, I think, uh, with um, Tom. <laughs> you know Tom. Um, the guy who plays Loki, there's no excuse for me. Like, I literally don't know what it is about this show that makes me unable to speak or remember anything, but, um, so check it out. The national theater on YouTube. I'll link that below as well. If you like live theater, um, I, wow, what a treat. Like, I'm so happy she told me because going to Life Theater is A, not currently available, and B, quite expensive. Um, and it is also a fundraiser. So, if you can and are able and would like to, you can donate. Um, I know it's in pounds. I'm not sure how the conversion stuff works, but uh, that is why they're doing it. Each week, there's um, a new play, and you can donate and, and support your, uh, maybe not local, but support your uh, international theater. It's great. Um, Also, I'm going to be linking a list of black owned wineries and I want to thank Sabrina Scott and Carolyn Connor for sharing this and compiling this. I'm going to be talking about Sabrina Scott down the line. She's like a great witchy lady, Um, but they have a list that also includes it's a huge, huge list, by the way, Um, but it also has beer and like hard alcohol at the bottom so we can uh, get drunk in our tubs and support. Equal rights. Who doesn't want that? Literally nobody. Um, and then I actually have two little podcast wrecks today. Um, one of them is Stories with Sapphire with Sapphire sandolo. Uh, Sandalo. She is like a Filipino-American spooky goddess. And I really, really like the show. It's filling the um, spooked void and it's also she really focuses on a lot of multicultural perspectives, so it's really really cool because every culture has you know all their fun like lore and stuff like that um and people call in or she reads like spooky stories and she talks about it and you can write in with your paranormal questions it's great stories of sapphire and then last but certainly not least There's a little podcast coming out. This is coming out tomorrow. Let me do some quick math. Perhaps look at a calendar. I'm just going to be holding this note. Okay, so it comes out tomorrow because today you're listening to this on Wednesday and it comes out on Thursday. So the Wangers and Amateur Hour Films, you may have heard, are doing a dramatized true crime parody podcast called The Quarantine Report. And it's a five-part series. It's uh, scripted. It's fucking hilarious. It's very reminiscent of American Vandal. Sorry, I had to pop my knuckles. And it's super great. And uh, there's a lot of familiar voices in it, much like this one you're listening to right now. I get to play the character of Shelly. And what a treat. Um, I love those guys. They're so talented. They're so stupid funny. I, like, can't handle it. So check that out. Be sure to support those guys and listen to that show. And our call to action for next week, email me at at thinkpiecingatgmail.com. Leave a voicemail on the Anchor App or on the website. We're going to be talking about real-life ghost stories, and I'm so excited. This is literally my favorite thing in the world. And this is also additionally going to be our very first episode with a special guest, and it's exciting. So the plan is that the last episode of each month is going to be a special guest. My hope for the show is to expose you to guys that uh, that you may not already know. So I'm going to try and like kind of stay out of like the rotation of the people that you know. Um, I mean, I'll have Ken on, but um, it's going to be people that hopefully you haven't heard from a ton. So I'm really excited about that. My friend Torlin is coming on next week. She is a Wiccan goddess lady who has the most legitimate ghost stories and true crime shit happening in her family. It is going to be so much fun. I cannot stress enough how much all I really want in the world is my own paranormal TV show. That's really it. The rest is nice, but that's it. I like having my dogs and I like acting, but mostly I want to be on a ghost show. I think that's really what it's, this is what it's boiled down to. That's really all I want. So uh, if somebody has uh, that in their power, please hook me up. Um, so like I said, we're going to be talking about real life ghost stories because there are things in this world that we will never understand. And email me. I know I think Alden already sent me one and I can't wait. You gem I'm a man. Send me your ghost shit. Send me your ghost shit. And this applies to every day of every month of every year for all time. I don't care what day it is, what time it is, what we're talking about on this show. Always send me your ghost stories. Something happens, you email me. Then you call your friends. That's the priority list, okay? So that's what we're going to be talking about next week. So that's your call to action. Get on it. And then I also have our tarot poll for today. I'm going to give you a little ASMR my tarot deck. Um, And I love this because we've only gotten on this show so far because today we pulled the queen of cups and I like this because we've only ever gotten court cards or stuff from the major arcana so it's kind of exciting we haven't gotten any minor arcana stuff I mean technically this is minor arcana but um, we've only gotten court cards because last week we had the king of pentacles so I'm like digging it so this is the queen of cups I really really like this because the queen's in tarot, are actually kind of the ones who really hold all the power, which is very delicious. Um, the cups, su- sweet <laughs> cups, sweet Lord Jesus. The cups suit is uh, the water suit. It's very indicative of emotions, intuition, love, healing. It's associated with the water signs. So if you're a Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, um, it's also typically associated with. Yin energy, feminine energy, um, and plus we got the queen. So it's like the mother of the queen, uh, the mother of the feminine energy. What am I saying? I don't know. We're going to get through it together. But the queen is all about being sensitive to others' feelings, and she has an intuition that you can trust. So I really liked this because I'm personally very much trying to stay in sort of a self-care healing moment because as i've discussed before and if you've literally ever met me for like five seconds you know that i'm a maniac and i can't stop and i can't turn it off and the second i'm like oh my god i have five minutes of free time i need to accomplish a pulitzer like it's it's tough Uh, i'm a lot of fun and so i'm trying to really focus on taking this little snippet of time because I am sort of experiencing like a second wave of quarantine um, with my schedule opening up. (laughs) And so I love this because it's a very sensitive card. It's a very healing, intuitive card that's sort of introspective and is a little more emotional versus like taking action or like making choices. Like this is definitely a card indicative for us today, I think, of self-care and sitting in the present and not feeling pressured either way to make changes, to make decisions, to have important conversations. Like, that's not what this card is. And that works for me today, because I had chips for breakfast. So that's our card of the week. As always, I will post it on the socials. I think that's it, my friends. You guys are great. Birds are beautiful. Um, I really thought there was something else I was going to say. We may never know. Um, so thank you so much for listening if you guys enjoyed the show tell your friends rate and review the show especially on Apple Podcasts you can support the show on my anchor page you can shop show merch you can get a t-shirt there's lots of fun things that you can do um, send me your ghost stories oh my god I cannot wait and um, I think that's it guys I'm Grace follow me everywhere online at Mrs. Grace Face follow the show everywhere online at Think Piecing and I will see you guys next week Hey team, I'm Grace Hancock and I wanted to let you know that I'm adding new designs to my Society6 shop with several on their way. If you didn't know, you can go to society6.com slash Graceface and shop prints of my original artwork as well as tons of other items like stationery, notebooks, mugs, throw pillows. It's a great place to shop for gifts or just for yourself, especially in my shop if you like witchy expressionism. So head to society6.com slash Graceface and check it out.